not to take ivermectin as a treatment for COVID-19 if they have uh, bought it off the black market or if they've managed to obtain the, um, the, 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 the ivermectin for animal use. Earlier this week, SAPRA announced that it will facilitate a controlled access program for the use of ivermectin following public calls for ivermectin to be used for COVID-19 treatment. Now, joining us online... Dr. Nasiba Kathrada, uh, General Practitioner, also Coordinator of the Durban COVID Home Management Team and Representative of the group I Can Make a Difference Ivermectin Lobbying Group, uh, joins us for the next couple of minutes. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time this morning and assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you so much for having me. It's only a pleasure. Let's um, uh, let's let's just start off quickly for this urgent call. You know, the public is urged not to to to, to take ivermectin as a treatment for COVID nineteen, especially if they bought it off the black market. Tell us more about this call. Well, that's because we don't even know whether the, the drugs in the black market are real, and uh, because people are so desperate on two fronts. Firstly, because of the ripple effects of. Uh, of the pandemic, you know, uh, it's not just lives at stake, it's also livelihoods at stake. So there's a lot of people who are, have lost their jobs, a lot of people who um, are desperate for money. So they will look at this as an opportunity to make money. And then on, on the other side, there's a lot of people who are desperate because they're looking for something for friends and family, for themselves, to keep themselves protected. And if you look at the research about ivermectin, Alhamdulillah, it shows great promise. And it's all over social media, uh, the, the articles and the studies are available for everybody to read and see. And if you know that this is a drug that's working, you will do anything that you can to get your ha- hands on it. But unfortunately, on the black market, you don't know whether you are getting, firstly, whether you are getting ivermectin itself. Secondly, uh, whether you're taking the correct dose, because mm-hmm. ivermectin is weight dependent. So you have to take the right dose and at the right time. It's a different protocol for prophylaxis. It's a different protocol for early treatment. It's a different protocol for late treatment. So that is the danger of taking it in the black market or buying it off the black market. Yeah. Salam, Dr. Naseeba. Good to be chatting to you. Just in terms of, you know, we know you've been very vocal for Iver- for the use of ivermectin, the treatment of COVID-19. You also penned a letter, an open letter to the president, um, perhaps telling us a bit more about the reaction to that letter and if any steps, you know, have been made by government in order to address that. What have you received on your side? Well, nothing formally. I haven't received anything from uh, from the president's office or from anybody, uh, and we are now about 700 doctors who have, uh, because the numbers keep growing, because the petition is available online for any doctor or healthcare worker to to sign and add their name to it. Uh, however, I am um, convinced that uh, they have seen the, the letter, because uh, the health minister, William Keyes, did mention when he was in KwaZulu-Natal um, a few days after I had written the letter, he had said, we are seeing the letters to the president, and we are seeing the letters so he, he definitely uh, mentioned that. This compassionate controlled access program that we were all so excited about, um, you know, was just something that they just uh, pinned in order as a delay tactic. And that I was so disappointed and quite angry about yesterday when I read the actual um, finer points about it. Mm-hmm. And it's so misleading because, you know, when they use the word compassionate, firstly, it makes the general public feel that they've now changed their mind because they are now giving it on compassionate grounds because they said that they haven't changed their mind about um, the data, etc. However, I've been fielding phone calls and WhatsApp messages and and Facebook messages from tons of people in, in the public telling me, congratulations, we've Ivermectin is now legalized. And the message was so unclear. And yeah. everybody thinks that it's now legal. And it is not. Yeah. It's exactly the same as what it was. In fact, it's a bit worse now. Mm-hmm. 
because doctors have to now do extra admin just to be able to, yeah. to get access to it. I mean, we watched the video that you put out yesterday, you know, very vocal and, and understandably upset about what has been issued by SAPRA. Perhaps, you know, for the benefit of our listeners, explaining exactly what does this compassionate use mean for doctors? Well, Basically, because ivermectin was not, uh, it's a Schedule 3 drug, which means that, uh, but it's not registered. Well, that's what SAPRA says, that since 1987, its registration has lapsed and nobody has renewed it. But the reason why nobody has renewed the registration is because there isn't a need, there was not a need for it prior to this. Because for lice, scabies and parasites, we have other treatments. And many doctors were using it over the last 20 or 30 years in South Africa. Uh, but they were using it, um, scripting it from a compounding pharmacy, and there was no big issue. However, when um, SAPRA made that announcement that it's now illegal uh, and you have to use a Section 21, you're always supposed to have used a Section 21. So basically, right. a Section 21 means it's on a per-patient basis where you have to apply every time you want to use it for one patient. So you send this eight-page application form after you pay 300 rand per patient, I'm not sure who's supposed to cover that because it, most doctors, it'll, that's the entire consultation and whether you're going to charge a patient now another 300 rand to get a drug that's actually 10 rand because mm-hmm. you still have to pay for the drug. So there's a lot of confusion. So you pay the 300 rand, you fill in this online form, which is eight pages, telling, you, telling them everything about the, about the patient. And then you also have to tell them on that form where you're going to get the drug from. So you have to say drug name, manufacturer, where is it manufactured and which so if it's a drug that, uh, say, for example, from uh, from India, you're going to say which pharmacy you're going to get it from. Yeah. And that seems like it's a data collecting process because now they're going to know exactly which doctors want to use it and they know they're going to know exactly where they're going to get it from. So that's not necessarily helping us at all. Yeah, now, yeah. over and above that, we have to send an SMS to them telling them that we have sent a Section 21 to a separate wow. number. That has been added on. And now we also have to tell them uh, about uh, if there any progress or any adverse effect that uh, a, the patient is making. So a doctor sitting there in their room seeing 50 or 60 patients a day is now going to be uh, an admin talk. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it really doesn't make sense. In fact, I was going to ask you, you know, if just the way you're explaining it now, it sounds like it's just a click of a button, you know, since it's online, like you've mentioned, and, the S- and an SMS, but it has to be time-consuming. Yeah, it's not an online form. It also, you know, before, say, for example, this happened about uh, before they went online. So you would print out a form. Yeah. I could get my receptionist to fill in all my details, as in, like, uh, Dr. Nasib Basitrada, my practice number, my address, because all my details have to be on the form as well. And if we were getting it from the, from the same pharmacy, I could at least put that and then, you know, at least photocopy that part of the form and then just fill in each patient's details. We can't even do that. We've got to fill in our own details every single time. And it's an eight-page form. And right. it takes, and nobody, I don't think any doctor is going to even offer that to their patients because, firstly, there's going to be the negotiation about who's paying the 300 rand. Secondly, there's no guarantee that they're going to approve it. And thirdly, you know, it's giving away, uh, you know, in this day and age, for example, we're talking about the black market. There are certain compounding pharmacies who are making it and are making it available to certain doctors who are willing to, to script it because they are convinced that as a compounding pharmacy, they are allowed to to uh, compound the, the product in South Africa. So it's not the same as, as importing it. And that's where SAFA is, is very hard. And because, yes, uh, yes, last night there was an uh, arrest at the airport, at uh, Oliver Campbell um, International Airport. Mm. Uh, there was an arrest. Somebody had two million rand worth of uh, ivermectin. Wow. So they are very hard on the import. 
So we're talking about getting it from a compounding pharmacy here. And it was so strange when I applied for my two Section 21s last week. Six hours after my application, the compounding pharmacy that I put on my form got a phone call from SAPRA. And, and that's very strange, but I didn't get a reply from them. But mm. the pharmacy got a phone call. Now, we need to wrap up, but I want to ask you quickly, will you be commencing now with control tests or use with your, with your patients? Well, it's a, it's a bit, you mean, am I going to be applying for this controlled care access yeah. program? Yeah. Well, I've done one yesterday. I'd like to see the response because they said 24-hour turnaround time. I paid another 300 rand. That's 900 rand I paid. Wow. Not even being able to help one patient. So let's just see. Yeah, let's keep our eye on that one. Uh, Dr. Nasiba Kathrada, General Practitioner and also Coordinator of the Durban COVID Home Management Team and Rep of the group I Can Make a Difference, Ivermectin Lobbying Group. Uh, thank you for your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM.